right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are back with the finale of uh, house cleaning, summer house cleaning, I guess. <laughs> summer cleaning. <laughs> Taking off that plastic wrap, dusting off the shelves, brushing off the old Blu-ray player. Popping the disc out. Yeah, getting that new disc smell for some of us. Not this time, though. That, that That's what the category was. But See, I don't own very many physical movies. Half the stuff we watch now, it's all just digital. I rent it. It looks so much better with the physical disc, too. It, it's weird, right? We'll go a bit watching just stuff we have to stream for the show, right? And then when I actually own something, I pop that disc in and I'm like, ooh, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I have good internet too, so it it just looks better. Like streaming does not hold a candle to the quality of a disc. So yeah, anyways, we the rest of the people on the show, you guys bought movies and you never watched them. So that's that's the whole reason this category came about. But I have watched all my movies that I own. Mike's been a good boy. He's been watching everything. Yeah, I usually don't buy it if I haven't seen it. There's a couple movies I have, but then I watched it after I bought it. So you guys were just kind of like, just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked Trick or Treat. Yeah, the Halloween movie. Yeah, this has been a movie that I've always wanted to kind of watch, you know. I, I love horror movies, and this one has, like, a generally good falling for it. I mean, everywhere I've seen I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about it. I didn't know that Michael Dougherty was the guy who directed it until, like, this last year. And I was even more about it then, because he did Krampus, and he did Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters. And then Fox had us watch uh, Heavy Metal for the last one. And that's a that's like an anthology movie, and so I was like, oh well, I'll do. I want to do an anthology movie too. And Trick or Treat is an anthology movie, so so I just kind of picked this one. They all kind of mesh together some way, somehow. If you look closely enough, you'll find the real category lying underneath the summer cleaning. You just have to look. <laughs> Let us know if you find it. Ooh, yeah. So, what did you guys think of uh, Trick or Treat? I'm curious. You know, I I don't know if I have anything particularly bad to say about it you know but that said i'm still a little on the rocks on the whole to be honest how come you know i think for the same reason that i have nothing bad to say i'm not sure i have anything particularly better than average to say either it's not a very scary film no yeah it's more goofy i guess well it's not like overly goofy there's some parts that are goofier than others for sure but it's not really I think it's a more like, I don't know, fun movie, I guess. I don't and rather than trying to scare you, it's just like, here's a holiday themed movie that we're just gonna, you know, embrace the spirit of Halloween and do a lot of goofy stuff with it. I definitely call it a black comedy. Oh yeah, for sure. I like that it's not trying to scare you though. It's it's nice. I have a nice change of pace from all the other ones. <laughs> Makes it easier to watch. Yeah, it's it's more of a fun like movie you can put on the playlist for early October when you're building up to whatever you're going to watch at uh, the end of the month for Halloween for the real scares. I view this as kind of a movie that like gets you in the mood. Yeah, yeah. Just watching, I was like, man, I want to watch more more horror movies now. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched one. 
It, yeah, it's it's a good uh, kind of gear up for a Halloween movie, I feel like. Not to say that there's no horror elements in it at all, right? Because it is an R-rated film, and there's lots of blood and gore. There are some disturbing things in this movie. Yeah, some of it I really liked, and some of it I was kind of eh about. I really like, um, so if you haven't seen it, it's going to be a spoiler, and I didn't see this coming at all. The the like group of girls, they're werewolves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were vampires. I thought they were going to be vampires, too. And then they started, like, ripping off their skin. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a fun, like, uh, subversion of, like, because they're kind of acting like the typical party girls in the horror movies, you know? And they're literally, like, stripping their skin off rather than their clothes. <laughs> and it's like, Ugh. Well, they do that, too. <laughs> kind of gets more disturbing, yeah. It's, I thought it was kind of funny, a fun little twist on the, the kind of stereotype. I like the whole, like, first half of the movie. It presents it in a way that you think they're trying to, like, hook up. They're trying to find some dudes to hook up with on Halloween. But no, they're trying to find dudes to eat. So that was really good. I like that a lot. Um, I like the the main, like, I want to say mascot or creature for this movie. I liked it until they took his mask off. I thought that, yeah. was, that, was, that wasn't very well done. But, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't much of a budget for this movie. It was like a direct-to-video movie so i get it but i think they should have just left it on because it didn't look very good when it came off well no he looks like pumpkin head but three feet tall what you'd expect from pumpkin head like yeah with a literal pumpkin for a head which could be cool but yeah i don't think they quite pull it off he looked creepier when like you could see his mouth through the mask but that's it that was pretty creepy just like the long face Ugh, that creeped me out but yeah i do like this new little character he's cool he he's got he's pretty iconic. I feel like yeah, with the mask on, you know, he just has this cool visual look to him, and you're never sure exactly what he's up to because I guess that's the whole thing, trick or treat. Like, what's he gonna do? I suppose he's kind of always there, you know, in the background. Yeah, he's in like every story. I'm pretty sure. Well, and there's a little background to what he does in the movie, which is pretty dark, and I like it for that. He's this little kid guy with a scary bag on his head and stuff. And I'm pretty sure he's dragging around a bag with a cat in it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like how he attacks the guy at the end, right? He's got the knife and razor blade hidden in the candy. And he's using that to shank people. Well, people do that on Halloween. So... That's kind of going back to um, how people try to mess up your kids during Halloween. And same with the glass and stuff in the candy. So it's got a little more oomph to what he's doing, <laughs> which makes it even better, I think. You know, I felt like that thing was kind of mocking that uh, concept of people like messing with kids. Because like, I can remember being a kid and it'd always be like, Make sure nobody puts any drugs in your candy or something. But like as an adult, who the heck is just giving away free drugs? Like, come on. Nobody. That's who. <laughs> Halloween Town or whatever. I don't know what this place is called. Which I mean, yeah, I know like in this case it's like a razor blade. But do you know how much razor blades cost? Like, good Lord, who's going out there and spending $500 on razor blades? That was like a thing on the news back when uh, we were kids. Well, that's what we were saying. Like, 
I think it was part of that whole satanic scare back in the day. The news was just like, oh, what if they do this? Like, I mean, not to say that it hasn't happened like once somewhere, but I think it became kind of like a hysteria thing like mm -hmm. back when we were kids. And that this was like making fun of it a little bit. It works both ways, though. And that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like how they bring in all this like Halloween lore to it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, because you don't really hear it. I mean, I don't know hardly anything about like what Halloween is or, you know, I just know it's trick or treating and stuff, but they do bring up some like fun. Yeah. Like the candy might have stuff in it. Like they bring that up a couple of times. One of the stories, the, the principal guy like feeds a kid weird candy <laughs> and he, he vomits everywhere. That one was probably my favorite. I like that one the best. That one caught me the most off guard. I, I don't, my only problem with it is, is that I don't like that he was actually like the vampire guy at the end. I like that they try to tie it together, but he didn't really give me that vibe. I don't know. He felt more goofy than that. Well, I mean, you got to be pretty goofy to put in fake vampire teeth and go bite people with them. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It just seemed like two different MOs going on here to me. Like, I'm a vampire guy as well as a candy poisoning person. I don't know. It just felt slightly off to me. But He just likes killing people. <laughs> but he was cracking me up. Yeah, that one is like the most overly goofy, though. I don't know if the other one... They're, they all have kind of that, I don't know, goofy vibe, overall tone to it, I guess. But I think that one's the most like blatantly just <laughs> black comedy kind of thing, which I kind of... I like that one the best, too. I kind of wish they would all been a little more that way, which they, they always all touch on it a little bit, I feel like. Him and Sam were the best ones, I think. Not saying the other ones weren't good, either. I thought they were all really good, but... Those are my favorites. I will say, the one with the zombie kids in the lake in the school bus, that one got a little dark for my taste. Like, I get that it's supposed to be like a black comedy, but man, I, I can't say I was particularly amused by murdering special kids. There's a lot of child murder in this movie, actually. <laughs> More than most horror films. Yeah. That one felt very, I want to say, 80s feel to it. Because, it, I mean, it focused on the kids. And it was like the kids trying to play a prank on the um, the girl who's not very popular. She's kind of considered weird and the outcast. It was very, like, 80s. And then the she gets her revenge on them. I like that. I like that, too. I just like how it ties into the later story. I think that's really good. That was a twist I didn't see coming. Was the ending. Yeah. How the... The old guys connected to those kids. I was like, oh my god, like that was cool. That's probably why Sam tried to kill them. Or is at least prepping them for when the rest of the kids showed up. <laughs> probably just why he decided to leave them alone so the other ones could get him. Man, I saw that one coming. The minute there was the bus driver, I was like, it's the old man next door. Wow. I didn't see that. Man, I didn't even catch it the first time. This is the first. This is the second time I've watched this movie, and this is like the first time I realized what was going on. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as they were like, it was thirty years ago. I was like, hmm, how many old men are in this movie? <laughs> it's a good twist, but maybe predictable since they do all connect somehow. Like the old man is kind of. I guess he connects with the the goofy principal guy, but very very slightly. His things happening at the same time, so. Do you think once you, like, realize it's all connected, it does become a little predictable? Not that it's, like, bad. I mean, it's a fun movie. You know, not expecting, like, Inception over here or anything. Yeah, I didn't have that reaction to it. Um, just because all the stories were so different, 
I didn't know what was going to happen with the werewolf one, right? The the bus with the kids one, that was predictable, but I mean, that was one you saw it while you were in the story, basically. So, like, it didn't suffer from being part of an anthology. But I was looking forward to the old man because I figured it was Sam who was killing him uh, <laughs> when we saw that little glimpse earlier. So it was, it was kind of hyping me up because I was like, he keeps showing up in all these horrific incidents. I want to see him actually kill someone. <laughs> yeah, when's he going to have the spotlight? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was waiting for it too. And they did a good job too, except for the pumpkin head. I could forgive it. <laughs> That's like my biggest complaint. Although I do like like his head being filled with just like the pumpkin guts or whatever you would call it with like the seeds yeah. and stuff. I like that. I just think you could have seen that still with the mask on, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I just it just looks not so good. I have like the eyes glow and the mouth or something like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, if it would have been like a hollow head or something like that, that might have been cool with like the fire inside or something. That could have been interesting. Yeah, like the um the headless horseman. That would tie it in with more Halloween stuff. Yeah, that 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 story in particular actually was giving me a lot of Evil Dead vibes with like Ash and just the way it was shot with like the the hand crawling around and stuff like that. I was like, man, this is straight out of Evil Dead too. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a ton of like yeah references to old horror in this. I was reading that the what was it was the old guys. Did anybody else read the trivia on this one? No, I didn't read it. Some of it, yeah. She said one where it said that the guy, the old dude's appearance was like based on the thing, which we were like watching it, and I was like, man, that guy looks like an old Kurt Russell. <laughs> and sure enough, his costume, yeah, was Kurt Russell in the thing. Man, I thought he looked like John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. I guess John Carpenter now, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does. I was thinking while they were doing it, when I saw that guy again, I was like, man, they should have just cast John Carpenter in this, and like, that would have been so awesome. God, they should have got him to do the music instead of using Marilyn Manson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was 2007. They didn't know any better. That was like the staple of 2000s movies, so... It's not their fault, but man. <laughs> it's like, goes with the Halloween vibe, you know, like the shock rock kind of thing. You know, like Marilyn Manson's like the, what's his face? Um, Alice Cooper. The Misfits? Alice Cooper. You're gonna, you're gonna stick with Alice Cooper, <laughs> all right. It's like the shock rock of, not, I would I was going to say today, but he's not really prevalent anymore. <laughs> yeah, more of like, you know, 15 years ago when this came out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where he had like that creepy image and he's like, ooh, you know, I'm over the top and kind of scary. I can forgive it. I also thought that was kind of lame, though. I'll agree. Use your own original music or something. Come on. Product of the time, though, I mean. Yeah, I mean. What would teenage, or like slightly older than teenage werewolves listen to, you know? It's probably Marilyn Manson. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. I like to think they're cooler than that. <laughs> Come on, Terry, they'd listen to Powerwolf. Oh, Ooh. yeah. They, well, yeah, were they around back then? Powerwolf came out after this movie. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to criticize them too much for that. I will. I hate that trend in movies, and it died <laughs> out for a while, and I had peace. 
Then Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy came out and screwed it all up. Though it worked good in that one, but all the imitators just need to stop because they're not Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it's one song in the movie, so... Yeah, I was okay. Like, I see why they did it. I might not like the song itself. It's just better with its own music. Most movies are. But it's one song in a movie that went direct to video. Like, I'm not going to fault it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of, like, big things that bothered me. So, like, little things like that do come up. You know, it's, like, easy to think of that. It's like, well, I didn't really like that 30 seconds moment of the movie. You know, it's like, That was okay. the biggest thing for me was that song, I think, to be honest. That and the pumpkin head. Those are the only two things I didn't really like that much about it. Yeah. And they're not huge complaints either. I guess my most, or my biggest complaint is that, so Sam's whole story, it was okay, but I think it's actually the weakest out of all of them. The The main guy, his story, I was waiting for something real cool. I wanted something better out of his story. I, I don't know. He does something at the first because he eats that one girl while she's taking down the Halloween stuff. But his, like, big story, I don't know, I, I kind of felt let down with that as a whole what i got from him was his whole thing is like he's the spirit of halloween or something and that's why he's always showing up at places right before someone's gonna get killed essentially so i figured he's just like not the grim reaper per se but like the spirit of halloween showing up and then you actually do get to see him kill somebody and, like, mess around and terrorize them. So I I felt I got my money's worth out of um, his thing at the end. Yeah, I don't feel like I got, I didn't get my money's worth out of it. Like, it's okay, and it's got the cool twist at the end where he was the bus driver and all the zombie kids show up to enact their revenge on him. I don't know, I just kind of feel... Like, it was the weakest story out of all of them. And I was, like, expecting something more Krampus-y. From, like, when you meet Krampus and Krampus, that is cool. And the payoff is awesome. He's scary. <laughs> yeah, the payoff is amazing. If this movie got Michael Dougherty to that, I'm perfectly fine with that. But it just, I think seeing Krampus first and then coming back to this and seeing his final uh, monster... In this light, it, it just wasn't what I was expecting because I've seen his other stuff. So it just felt a little cheap to me, but not bad. Krampus is a lot different, though, from Sam and what they're going for is completely different, right? Because Krampus is supposed to be the antithesis of Santa Claus, basically. And Santa Claus is a huge legend. Everybody knows his story and everything. So they've got to build up... Krampus is like the absolute bad Santa Claus, I'm going to drag you to hell type of thing, right? And that's actually based off actual legends and stuff too. So there's a lot of backstory to build him up. But for Sam, it's a lot different, right? Because he's not a Krampus type character. He's just like, in the background watching things and then he shows up and does something every once in a while kind of he's not like a main focus type thing and doesn't have that legend to live up to either so for me i think it would kind of be a 
metachlorian type of thing what? in Star Wars, where if you try and over-explain it too much, it's going to ruin it. Metachlorian is a weird <laughs> comparison. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I see where you're coming from. If you over-explain it, it messes it up. I, I gotcha. But I mean, like, they're both like holiday spirits in this case, right? And like, this this is like definitely proto-Krampus. How many, like, holiday spirit villains do we really have in, like, the horror realm that are done well? See, I don't, um, hate it. I, I get what you're saying, and I completely get it. I was thinking maybe I wanted something more, like, what if he showed up to the house with all the teachers who were all drunk partying, and he just, like, wipes them out or something? That's kind of more what I wanted from that, instead of just him terrorizing some old dude and... It's kind of a lame fight on both ends, and then what? you get to see his cheesy face. Uh, I just kind of wanted something different from it, I guess. He doesn't really have a big part until then, yeah. It would have been nice to kind of build up to him more, maybe, I guess. I don't know. That's what makes him creepy, though. He looks creepier than he actually is. When he's just kind of around at everything that happens, watching, that's really creepy and ominous, and then when he actually starts doing his stuff and he, like, gets beat up by an old man for a little bit, he obviously puts himself back together and he's completely fine, but it wasn't the payoff I wanted. You guys were going on minor gripes. That's my minor gripe. <laughs> that's fair. I thought there was going to be more payoff because of the way they introduced him with that wicked comic book opening credits sequence. I don't know about you guys, but I love that opening credits. Oh, yeah. Okay, if we're going to talk about minor gripes, I didn't really like that either. Oh, wow. <laughs> well then, great. So many minor gripes. Go on, TV, <laughs> gripe about it then, fine. I mean, it reminded me of like Spider-Man, like the 2000 Spider-Man a little bit for some reason, but just not in a good way, I guess. I don't know. I get what they're going for, like the horror from the crypt comics or whatever, the old horror comic thing. Tales from the crypt? Yeah. That's why it was cool. But it it looks... Two two thousands. They should have made it more retro looking or something. I don't know. That's a minor gripe. But go on, continue on how much you like it. How dare you? <laughs> so if you read about the production stuff, they were going to make comics based on this. This was kind of more of like the kickoff for that, but obviously it never happened. Or maybe it did. I don't know. <laughs> Wikipedia did not tell me one way or the other. You know, there isn't really a whole lot of like horror anthology type comics out there that i'm aware of at least these days you know like the tales from the crypt stuff doesn't really exist in the modern era it's all superheroes that's true yeah the anthology stuff is really gone i mean you can get like serious things like hellraiser out there but things that are just one-offs yeah like one issue and you're done like just a short little story no you don't get that you gotta have read like four different issues to get the whole thing well, it's hard to tell anthology stories and make them connect in a good way, I think. I mean, just look at all the bad ones out there, like all the VHS films. I like VHS, how dare you? <laughs> Some of the stories are good in them, but <laughs> like as an anthology film altogether, it doesn't work good at all. Like This is so much better at telling a good cohesive story than like what the VHS films do, or a lot of the anthology movies that are out, really. Like, the best one is Pulp Fiction, by far. And this one, it's no Pulp Fiction, but it does 
all the stories connect really well and make sense together and surprise you like they do in Pulp Fiction. So that's that's definitely to this movie's credit for sure. And that's part of why I liked it so much because they they figured out a way to cleverly connect everything, which was nice because most of them just can't can't figure it out. Like VHS. <laughs> well, I do think there's a difference between anthology and collection of short films. This is obviously connected, and I would say anthology, but like VHS or like ABCs of Death, I mean, they're just unrelated short films. Is there a difference? An anthology is just a collection of short films, isn't it? I don't I mean, know. You even get like an anthology of short stories like that. Because it seems just... like the successful ones connect them, like Pulp Fiction and Sin City, but then you just have a bunch of other random like... We couldn't release on YouTube, so here we go releasing these together. And VHS just decided to make a lame, <laughs> overarching, this is why they popped in the tape to watch this short film thing. Well, you you kind of answered your own question there. That's why Sin City and Pulp Fiction are like the top of the barrel. I guess it just seems kind of different at its core, though, you know? You gotta look at Pulp Fiction and Sin City are... Well, Sin City had a, a guest director, but it it's mostly one director doing it. VHS 1 and 2, is there's a different director doing each story. So they all have different stories, and they just have like a bare-bones way to connect them together, which is the title of the movie. And I think that's kind of creative, whether you like it or not. It, I mean, it's definitely the weakest part of it. But, but at least they made an effort, yeah. You don't watch VHS... <laughs> For the connecting story, you watch it for the short um, horror things. Do you think an anthology needs like an overarching theme to connect things? Because that's not just like broad like horror. I'd rather they not try than try and do it badly for an anthology, right? I mean, a, another good example is Halo Legends, right? The whole theme is it's Halo short stories all put into an anthology film. And they don't even try to connect them together. They're just like, here's four or five short stories from different directors all about Halo stuff. They don't try to connect it. And I don't care that they don't try to connect it. Because I'd rather see four or five good stories told and leave out a bad connecting story. I mean, like, the Halo one is, like, all Halo, though. I mean, they're, the ones in VHS are literally just random, totally unrelated stories. You know, you got cults and demons and zombies. But they're all horror. Horror found footage. I mean, that's, like, the, the theme. That's not, like, a theme, though. That's just, like, a medium. It's a style. They're all in the same style. I don't think it works, but that's okay. I think that's why Trick or Treat stands out above the rest is because it does a good job. It's not in your face about how they connect everything. Like it is kind of, it's subtle. I mean, it's there, you can notice it, but it's not like important either. You know, like they're all their own thing and connected at the same time, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's like an anthology of what happens in a town on Halloween night. Like all these different stories are all happening in the same town at the same time. And that's really cool. You don't get many of these anthology movies. It's because it's hard to put put them together with a good connecting story. I don't know. Are you guys ready for some overall presentation on this one? Kind of getting off the boat on uh, on other movies yeah. here. Yeah, it's a good discussion on anthology and what makes this one so much better than the rest. 
yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. We're just kind of getting over all over the place. So we're starting to review VHS. <laughs> <laughs> That's for a future episode. Oh, please. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's not worth it. Could be. So for our scale that we use to rate these movies goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a little summary of what we think, and then we try to average our scores out at the end. But sometimes we just can't, okay? Sometimes <laughs> we just can't. It's... We have an even number. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it, it lands in a weird spot. But I feel like we're all going to land fairly equally on this. We'll see. Um, uh-oh. Uh... It's all right, Terry. Uh, hold first. on. Um, let me just uh, stretch my arms. You don't have an anthology of four tales for us that all relate back <laughs> to Mike doing the first. Oh, I remember something about happened the other night to me. It really actually ties into the story, which or the movie that we just watched, which is kind of interesting. That's um, frightening, actually. <laughs> the other night, I was watching TV. But, like, I kept getting all these, like, ads and commercials. Every channel I flipped to was always the same thing. It was all about, like, podcasting and all this stuff. And I was like, ugh, I just want to watch something else. And I just couldn't do it. But then my my sixth sense noticed something moving around in in my bedroom. Was it Mike? It was kind of <laughs> it was kind of spooky. So I went in there and I flicked on the lights and written all over the walls was Mike will go first. Mike will go first. Mike will go first. Mm. I turned around and saw a small little guy with a microphone for a head. He <laughs> looked at me, nodded, he turned around, and he left. So uh, I feel like I got the message from that, and I think Mike probably should go first this time. Yeah, I'll go in here. So I, I picked this one. I've wanted to watch it for a while. I I love horror movies. I've seen so many of them over the years. But this movie is a good um, Halloween feel movie. I feel like this is a movie that you could watch every October, like early in October, and you could get in the mood for Halloween. And, you know, I love that. I love Halloween. I love that whole feel. I love that horror and all the aspects about it. These guys can confirm. I'm always trying to get them to watch scary movies around Halloween. And I have very success with it. It's like the only time Dan will willingly do it. And <laughs> it's true. It's true. And this movie got me in a Halloween mood. I've been, I haven't watched horror movies in a long time. This got me in the mood to like watch more horror movies. Not that there's ones out there that I really want to watch right now, <laughs> but maybe I need to dive into the indie category, but that was kind of fun. We, we talked about it. I felt a little gypped about the last story and cheaped out with Sam, but it wasn't bad. I enjoyed most of this, and it got me in a Halloween mood like a couple months early, so I'm going to give it a watch for sure. I might watch it again when October comes around, so. You know, I came into this pretty torn. I really don't have many complaints about this movie. Honestly, my biggest complaint is the use of that Marilyn Manson song, but at the same time, like, like it was it was good, you know, it was fun. I wasn't I wasn't bored watching it. But that said, I don't think I would have ever watched it without this show. And I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch it again. I'd I'd much rather watch like, you know, Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street to get me in the October mood when October rolls around. You know, I'm gonna give this one a soft watch. I feel bad for it that it got 
sent straight to video and missed its theater release. I do feel like it's good. It's not bad. I just, it's not really scary, and it's not as cool as Krampus. I don't know if it's really up there for me to ever want to watch again, but I'm not mad that I saw it. So, <laughs> I guess it's a pretty soft watch from me. <laughs> Fox got the almond joy in his trick-or-treat bag. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with almond joys? I like almond joys. I do not. Wow. TV sucks. Who said that? <laughs> I'd much rather have, like, Snickers or a caramel apple or something. Coconut is good, dang it. I hate coconut. But... Um, what I don't hate is this movie. I think it's pretty good. I'm kind of with you, though, Fox, where it's like there's not a ton of things I think is overly amazing about it, but there's not a lot that I can pick out that I'm like, well, that was bad, you know? It's just kind of in the middle of the road for me. I think it has a fun style, though. Uh, it's kind of got that dark comedy overlay over all the stories. Um, it feels very in the spirit of Halloween, which is kind of cool. I mean, like the pumpkin head reveal was kind of... Eh, it could have been pulled off better, I think. Uh, Marilyn Manson's song was kind of lame, but I get why they did it. And th these are very minor complaints I have. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a, a watch it as well. I liked it actually better even than I did the last time, which is good. It improved the second time, so that's nice. Uh, I'll probably watch it again someday, but yeah, I, honestly, I'd probably stick with Krampus as well. I think Krampus is like his masterpiece. I mean, I love King of the Monsters too, obviously, but... I love Michael Dowry. He's great. Um, and uh, yeah, if this was a stepping stone to get to Krampus and King of the Monsters, then I'm happy that it was taken. I like this movie quite a bit. It does a lot of things right, especially for an anthology movie, which are notorious for having a lot of subpar stories and not really good connections between the individual stories either. So this one is kind of up there with Pulp Fiction and Sin City, in my opinion, because the connecting story and the way they interweave everything is done very well and very cleverly, too, which is, is nice to see, because, I mean, we, we talked a lot about VHS and most stuff, the connecting stories of that caliber, which is not very good. So it's <laughs> it's nice seeing a well-planned-out anthology film. I also really liked all the stories in it. I thought they were funny, they were unique, um, they exceed your expectations most of the time, too, which was nice. And they're pretty horrific. It's not an outright scare fest. It's not going to make you jump out of your seat. It probably won't scare you afterwards either. It's the right balance between being really horrific but not going to give you nightmares, which is nice. I think it kind of, that, that's what sets it apart from other horror and Halloween movies, right? Because this is one you can watch and still get that good horror Halloween feeling without going to bed with the lights on or, or the Bible close at hand right it kind of sets itself apart by taking that tone and i mean that combined with it being an actually really well planned out and told anthology movie for me this one's a buy it i liked pretty much everything in it except for the pumpkin head for sam but 
I mean, it's a neat idea. They just didn't have the budget for it. And then that Marilyn Manson song was pretty out of place. Other than that, though, I really liked everything in this. And I really liked Sam. I thought he was really cool and pretty scary. I'd say this was a buy it. Is it uh, three watchets and a buy it? Yep, yep. Trick or treat. Run the reel certified as a watchet. A pleasant surprise. Was it worth it, Mike, watching all your movies to get to this point? It, it was good. I did enjoy it. And like I said, it got me in a Halloween mood, even though a couple months early at the time of recording this. Yeah, it is very festive. I feel like, yeah, it seems like I'd want to watch this in like October sometime. It's just, yeah, it embodies the spirit of Halloween very well, I think. When are we going to get the Thanksgiving movie from uh, Michael Dowdery? Ooh, yes. Don't watch that movie. That's bad. <laughs> oh. Amazon has been trying to tell me to watch that for a while, but I haven't. I think you'll be pleased to hear, though, Dan, that uh, I think the next project he's working on, uh, he's writing the Hellraiser TV show. <sighs> Don't start. We always talk about Hellraiser for like hours. Hellraiser is in that that special category for me of things I wish I'd never seen. So, my, Mike and I tried to watch one of the sequels and we both fell asleep Ooh. watching it. I want to say it was Inferno. It was so boring. Oh, There's not many sequels I'd recommend in that series at all. You know... If it's on TV, it would probably have content to match. So I'd be, I guess I'd be interested because they're probably not going to do what I didn't like about it. <laughs> Although I do believe it's HBO, so who knows? Never what mind. Do. <laughs> I might be wrong about that, but for next week, I think we're going to do um, a buffer movie, I guess is what we're calling it. Uh, we have plans for October that we want to do some horror stuff, but our scheduling, as as perfect as it may seem, is maybe still a little clunky. <laughs> so we have two slots open for movies. Um, so I think we're going to do some more recent stuff, stuff that actually came out in 2020. Believe it or not, movies have come out. <laughs> we're actually, the first one we're going to do is the last movie that I saw in theaters, The Invisible Man. Yeah. You saw it in theaters? Yeah, I went and saw it. Wow, nice. When did this come out? It was like the beginning of the dark times, right? Yeah. Right before it happened, yeah. Yeah, and it's finally not like $20 to rent. I believe it's a more reasonable price, so now's our chance. Let's do it. That's what I say. Well, <laughs> two of us have seen it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I really want to know what yeah, the other guys think. And I really want to watch it again, so. <laughs> Is this just a movie about John Cena? John Cena's not in the movie. You got it. You found all the deepest parts of it. -da 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 -da. <laughs> he's the invisible man. That's the only way you know he's in the room is when that song starts playing. His theme. You can't see him. <laughs> John. Oh, John Cena. I get what? it. Okay. Oh, I'm missing the joke. There's like that whole meme, you know, where he puts the hand in front of his face. Like, you can't see me. And you can't see him. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing? I didn't know about that. I must not have seen this meme. Thought I could meme with my friends, but no. <laughs> Only one gets it. If any of you listeners out there understand the meme and you want to explain it to us, you can email us at runtherealpodcast.gmail.com or you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at runthereal. 
And while you're at it, please let us know what you think about Trick or Treat. Um, do you like it? Do you think it's pretty good? Do you agree with us, disagree with us, all that kind of stuff? We want to know your thoughts on it. Um, Tell us why found footage movies suck. <laughs> Aww. Or don't. That's fine. Tell us why some are good and some are bad. How about that? Tell us why they're all bad. <laughs> Tell us that you want us to do a found footage category. No. Do not do this. <laughs> Request them all. No. <laughs> well, yeah, be sure to get in contact with us. We'd really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week for our Buffer recent movie. <laughs> it should be a good time. Anyways, this is Run The Real, signing off. I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm, I'm sorry. It seems that on this show, there are several key phrases that if you bring them up, we go down a terrible rabbit hole no matter what. <laughs> Adam Wingard, Zack no! Snyder. Stop. Found footage. Stop. Oh, I'm starting. <laughs> did you say found footage? He didn't say it. Take it back, TV. God dang it. <laughs> it's the dark incantation. I will summon 30 more minutes in the recording. Yes.